Good morning, guys, and welcome to episode 94 of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Beckson. Today, we're going to be talking to Becky Clower, owner for Blue Water Properties in Guanacaste. We've had her on the podcast before, um, but I like just basically Becky's no BS attitude. She just goes straight to the point, uh, not sugarcoating it. Uh, so we're going to get her real opinion on kind of what's really happening in the market at the moment, um, you know, and also where she still sees value in the market, what she'd be investing in uh, at the moment. But anyway, I thought I'd give you an update of some of the stuff that I've been on. I just got back from the southern uh, Oja Chao Vita area. I have a piece of land that I bought with some investors down there that I'm also developing. Uh, also, uh, the my San Jarado de Otta project up in the mountains there at nine and a half thousand feet. Just an incredible, unique area. If anybody has not been there of Costa Rica, just, you know, sat above kind of the Matapalo, Dominicao area, uh, about an hour and a half up there into the hills. It's just a stunning area, very clean. And the only place that you can actually fly fish in Costa Rica for trout which is which is very interesting but we're going to be doing a glamping project there i've kind of changed the uh you know changed the direction we were going we were going to be going with a-frames but unfortunately i hit a bit of a roadblock with some uh with some water up there as one does um i think i'd mentioned on pre up to quite a few of you is that like uh you know i'd like to uh, teach people to learn from my mistakes but anyway i do have water up there um that and then also just working to uh, get some uh, to put together an investment fund here to go and invest in Ara now. Uh, a lot of the demand there uh, and a lot of the data is pointing me in that direction. Uh, so building some kind of vacation rentals with hotel amenities up there. So anyone that's interested, feel free to reach out. Info at investingcostarica.com. But anyway, enough from me. Let's get straight into the podcast with Becky. Good morning, Becky. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very, very good. I appreciate you uh, taking time out of, I know, a very busy day to come and join us on the podcast today. Anytime. I love being on your podcast. So Awesome. Awesome. Well, we love having you. And I know that the uh, everyone that listens uh, enjoys hearing from you. So, but I mean, I'm starting to see signs. I mean, I think globally, we're starting to see signs of a bit of a slowdown. You know, interest rates are increasing. Stock markets are kind of pulling back. If you had Bitcoin, um, some people, yeah, you've definitely uh, seen a reduction in your value of your Bitcoin. But I mean, have you seen a bit of a slowdown in the real estate market in Costa Rica and particularly like the Guanacaste area, you were seeing a bit of a slowdown? Yeah, I mean, I have never, you know, I've been obviously here since 2006 and I've seen so many people over the years. I've obviously been here during the good times and the bad times. Yep. And there's been a lot of talk, obviously, of us going back into bad times. But here, the difference is that we have a lot of higher end buyers. So we have yep. the high end buyer. What I've noticed, though, is that since the interest rates are creeping up in North America, it does it does affect us, maybe not right away and not maybe 100%. And I always feel that there's a little bit of a delay, you know, yep. that delay might be a few months. But what my first indicator is when there's a delay is that we start having price reductions. And I've seen a bunch of price reductions lately, especially on higher end property. So what I'm seeing more so is that property is still the sweet spot that I call that's anywhere, you know, really from 50,000 to 500,000, depending on what you're looking for, is still active. Um, whereas everything that seems to be, you know, 500 to a million or more uh, seems to be slow now. I've seen a lot of price adjustments. So, you know, it's, it's that for me is an indication that things are slowing down some for sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, having said that, we still have limited inventory and we still have a lot of demand so, you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult situation because sometimes we don't have exactly what our client is looking for. And so that also creates a problem in and of itself. 
So yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And I, I mean, I think we'll start to see probably more product come in the market in the next coming, like maybe towards the end of the year as some of these, you know, construction projects finish. Um, yes. You know, but I mean, I think it's that, it's, you know, Costa Rica, everybody's always very, you know, I suppose amused that Costa Rica has no, you know, financing uh, or, you know, mortgages out there. And it's just cash buyers that come down here. So there it's is, a different um, market. I'm not sure if you, if I sent you information or if you've heard about the BCT product, that's a relatively new product that they offer. Yep. Um, I have yet to see one of my clients actually take advantage of it. The, the main issue is I'm sure you know in Costa Rica is everything takes so long. So yep. even if you could get approved for a loan, if it's going to take three, four, five or six months, most sellers aren't going to be interested in that. That's why cash is king here. So yeah. even if you were able to get the BCT loan, which requires at minimum 35% down, the interest rates are at seven and a half percent, which before maybe wasn't that attractive to foreign buyers, but as the interest rates creep up, it might be an alternative for someone. Again, we still go back to the fact that we don't know how long it's going to take. I need to talk to someone who's actually gone through the process and, and gotten to the finish line. Yeah, because um, I would be interested to know that. But, you know, in this country, cash is still king. We do have some options with owner financing for sure. And you mentioned the new construction. I actually have two, three new construction projects that are going up. And historically, all of my new constructions have gone under contract before they have been finished. Wow. Uh, so, yeah. And the nice thing, too, is that all the funds are held in escrow. So everybody's protected. It's not like your typical yeah. construction situation but yeah everything that's pre-construction is going because again there's just not a lot of inventory and i think a lot of people too don't necessarily want to tackle building um and we also at least in Juanacosta, there's some areas that are plagued with water issues in terms of you know not being able to get a water letter and if you don't have yep. a water letter you can't get a meter and you can get a permit so yep yeah i mean what types of properties are you still you are you seeing that are still selling strong though Oh, I'm seeing land for sure. Ocean view land, but we just don't have a whole heck of a lot of, yep. we don't have too much left uh, of ocean view land. Um, also people are buying land that is walking distance to the beach. When I say walking distance, you know, I might say one or two kilometers at the most yep. uh, where people, you know, can still kind of walk to activities, et cetera. Because if, you know, and I also see people that are buying in the mountains that are okay with going farther back because you get more bang for your buck or going south or north of the more touristy areas along the coast to get more for their money. So I've yep. seen, you know, a lot of that kind of, I call it like getting out of the city, you know, sort of, Yep. we don't really have a city, but. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice to have it there, right? I mean, if you want to go and use it, you can, but if you're not, you're not in the hustle and bustle of it. And I mean, sometimes going further back is the climate changes and you get a little bit of a breeze as the higher up you get as well. That's correct. And I also joke and say, you know, the second that you're on a dirt road, there's still some upside potential. I used yep. to always say that, but I truly believe in it. So, you know, once you're off paved roads, you, you, you might have missed a boat already, depending on what it is. Um, but there's still some areas that are relatively close to some of these really, you know, touristy areas. I know I've talked about, you know, Pirates Bay and north of Petrero and, you know, south of Tamarindo and all of those areas that are still dirt roads like Avellanos and Kigal, you can still get some good deals um, in those areas. 
Well, I mean, you sent me some stuff that you guys had in, in Pirates Bay the other day, and I went down and take a look at it. And I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, you're literally a couple of hundred meters from the ocean and very, very affordable lots. I think they, what's the price that they start at? Around about $40,000. Yep. They start at 39000 up to 70000 And it's basically, it's a gated community within a gated community. So yeah. they're going to have their own gated access. Um, we're actually getting ready to pave the roads in there. Uh, they have all proper drainage. It's going to be fully fenced around, gated access. They're going to have a community pool with a barbecue area and a park for children. And, you know, the nice thing is that the, if you want more space, because they are smaller lots, they're, you know, anywhere from three to 600 meters, you can buy a couple of the lots and obviously yep. build a bigger house. So a couple people, we already have uh, two lots under contract and then getting another two offers coming in this weekend. So we're excited about that. And I think they're going to sell quickly because of the price point. And, yep. and simply because you can walk 10 minute walk to, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful beaches in the country. That's great for snorkeling. And, you know, but yet you're still close to Conchal, you're close to Playa Minas. You know, if you want to drive to Tamarindo, if you want to drive to Playa Grande, if you want to drive to Flamingo, those are all within a 15 to 20 minute, 25 minute drive. So it's still totally possible to be amongst nature and yet still close somewhat close to amenities i mean i think that's a great way to summarize that area because it really is caught between tamarindo and kind of conchao you know which are two very busy areas and grande is just around the corner as well matapalo is right there for you know your local kind of supermarket if you want to you can go to you know automacado but i that beach is phenomenal phenomenal i mean it really is beautiful my favorites it's one of my favorites and i guess i'm a little biased because i did i lived down that road for five years and I built one of the first homes down that road uh, yeah. a while back. And I loved it. I loved it. Wow. wow. Well, I mean, where do you think that the opportunity lies in the coming years and in investing in, in your area? I mean, basically the areas that we kind of talked about, um, you know, I feel that obviously there's always going to be a market for ocean view land and land that's close to the beach. Um, Surfside's booming right now. You know, the whole Petrero area is booming because you can get more for your for your money over there. So that's, you know, for already built product and also land that, that have water letters. Um, and also yeah. areas south, I've actually seen um, a lot of activity in Avellanas, Lagarto, Junquilla, Playa Negra, and those areas. I feel like those areas, because they're not as developed, again, you still have upside potential over there as well. And then north of us, um, Coco Hermosa, Ocotal, Playa Panama, the whole Papagaya region is booming. Um, yep. As you know, we just opened an office there not too long ago. And, and, you know, we've got several listings up there, both budget and high-end homes. So it's it's an opportunity to definitely get more for your money and, and, and go to different areas to invest. And obviously the positive of that whole area is that you're anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes on average from the airport, from Liberty International Airport. So it's very convenient for those who, you know, especially if you travel a lot and you're living here, um, it's convenient. You're super close to everything. And you're close to Liberia too. So. Well, and I mean, it has solid rental uh, rates and, and occupancy as well. I know that because again, have a property up there. And I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, it does really, really well. No, there's, and that's, you know, a lot of people say, where would you buy? And the funny thing is I actually own property in several different parts of Costa Rica. So I'm not going to yep. pretend to say Juana Costa is the only place where you can make a dollar because I would yep. be lying. Um, there is several different areas where you can make money. There's definitely um, many areas still where you have upside potential. And a lot of people say, oh, Costa Rica is expensive. It is relatively speaking, but we get such good money. For example, on the Airbnb topic, I just bought yeah. a condo myself 
and, you know, put a little bit of elbow grease into it. And basically um, I'll be renting that out nightly. And it's that type of investment that does really, really well here because we have such an influx of visitors. And so the Airbnb market is always going to be a hot market. And so that for sure is, is a great place to, you know, park your money. And not only that, but you can visit your property, if, you know, a few weeks or months out of the year and then rent it the rest of the time and put some money in your pocket. Yeah. I mean, what type of returns, because people are always, you know, looking at, you know, returns, how much return they're going to get on their money. I mean, what kind of returns do you think that you'll get on your condo there in Flamingo? Um, I think I'm going to make about 10%, which I think is okay. very respectable. But you're managing um, it yourself though as well, right? Um, no, <laughs> believe it or not. Okay. I actually okay. sold my property management company last year. So I have it, I have it with my old property management company and people will say, well, why aren't you going to manage it yourself? And I was like, no, no, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work and I'm trying to simplify my life. And even then I still think I'm going to make 10% because the price point is lower. What a yeah. lot of people don't realize is, you know, I wouldn't be able, that's the reason we don't really long-term rent the beach because what could I possibly ask for an ocean view one bedroom condo? A couple yeah. thousand a month, maybe, maybe yep. 1800, yep. 2000. Um, but I can easily rent it for 150, 175 a night in high season and it will yep. be full. It will be yeah. full. Um, just because of the location, it's directly across the street from the marina and you can see the water and you can walk to a semi-private beach. And so that kind of thing, you know, I think is a great investment as well as higher end properties that, that house larger groups, much like what you have. Um, you know, I've seen big return on investment on those types of properties because you don't have that much competition. When you start getting up above four bedrooms, your competition really drops. Yep. And obviously when you're traveling with a big group, those people tend to have a higher budget. Therefore, you know, it's all relative. You can ask a higher per night uh, on your property, but yeah. But I would say on average for a return on investment, again, there are some properties you can definitely make 10% or more, but the average, what I've seen at least from my 15 years experience in doing property management was more like around four to 6% which maybe doesn't sound that great, but you have to take into consideration that most of the owners will come down for several weeks a year. You know, that's after you pay absolutely everything. And yep. so, you know, can you really put a price tag on that? I mean, and not to mention well, the appreciation of the property. Yep. Well, you should put a value on that trip because again, if you're absolutely. spending $10,000 a year for a vacation, now put that on top of your returns as well. Now you're four to 6% has probably jumped to seven to nine. So, exactly. you know, it's, it's, you you can't just look at it, the return you're getting. It's what you're not expending as well now because you have a place to go on vacation. Exactly. Yeah. You got a free vacation out of it. A good investment. Yep. Not a half bad place to go. Exactly. It's not, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, maybe, maybe you've just answered this, Becky, but I mean, you know, in Guanacaste, if you were looking to invest over 10 years, you'd mentioned some stuff about, you know, the opportunity maybe in areas where the roads are not as developed, where it's kind of dirt roads. I mean, what areas would you be looking at? Well, the areas of, of dirt roads. Well, yeah, and anywhere, with, anywhere about, with dirt roads then, right? Anywhere with dirt roads. So no, I mean, you're, well, believe it or not, there's not that many places with dirt roads, meaning like at least the main roads leading into yep. town. So again, the only real places like that are uh, Puerto Viejo de Conchal, South End of yep. Conchal, Valle Los Piratas, Playa Minas, okay? Yep. And then as you go south, um, dirt roads start basically at Playa Avellanas, Negra, you know, Junquillal. Basically, Junquillal now has a paved road that goes up at least towards Paraiso. So yeah. not far from the pavement. So basically like all those areas there, and then you can even start going 
uh, further south, you know, Marbella, uh, Playa Azul, like all those areas there, which are really beautiful as well. Um, yeah. I feel like you can get a lot, a lot of bang for your buck. And again, you know, we talked about how we have properties in different parts. I'm, I'm looking to buy also a lot near Arnal, which I think is also a great area of investment. I agree. Now, again, with Arnold, I'm buying it, understanding that I'm happy to build a small property, rent it out and just cover my costs. Yep. I truly believe and I know that you're not going to get the return on investment, for example, at the volcano that you would at or at the lake, I should say, that you would at the beach. Because yep. we definitely, you know, my property here is going to blow that property out of the water in terms of return on investment. But again, it's all relative. It's, it's also a different lifestyle. Uh, but it is it is a great part of the country. And I think if you build your client base, base right, you could do really well over there as well. Well, I mean, one thing that's always been a bit of a, over the past couple of years, it's been difficult for people is to find long-term rentals. Are you seeing more long-term rentals coming on the market now, or it's still that there's just not that many? There's not that many. We have a huge demand. We have a lot of families coming down, especially yep. uh, from North America. And so it's it's been really difficult. And even from Europe, we've in South Americans, we have people coming from all over the world. There's a serious, there's a serious shortage for long-term rentals, especially at the beach. Yep. And so what people have started to do is start to go inland a little bit, even if it's, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes and they get again, more bang for your buck. They're still really close to everything. And, um, you know, there's just more options. I, listen, there's such a shortage right now of long-term rentals that I've had some clients that simply just bought a house, even though it wasn't their, their initial goal. They said, well, yep. we would rent for a year, but then they realized, well, there's really not there's anything. Nothing. Yeah. No, and honestly, people say, well, where can I look for long-term rentals? There's not one centralized place we can look for long-term rentals. And the, the reality of it is even where I live in the gated community I live in, there's definitely a handful of long-term rentals, but these people have been here for a year or two or going on their third yep. year. So they keep renewing, renewing, renewing. You won't, the best time to look, at least in our area, because a lot of families are renting, I would say is really around April, April or May, because most of those people are here for an entire school year and they've signed a one-year lease from June till June or July till July. So that's really when you need to start saying, okay, well, when should I start looking? That's when I would suggest to start looking because you'll know those people always have first right of refusal generally. Yep. And then even in that case, some people have had their rentals turn into uh, real estate for sale and that's also put them in a predicament. So yeah, it, it's a little tricky right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think it's tricky everywhere. I mean, it's just, you know, at the beaches, there's just so much demand and just not enough supply. I mean, here in the city, of course, um, you know, there's still, there's always a lot of supply, um, you know, but yeah, at the beaches, it's difficult. It's difficult at the beach. Well, mainly because most of us, including myself, I have two properties that um, I could long-term rent, but I choose not to. Well, I mean, financially, I love, because yeah, financially, financially it doesn't make any sense. No one's going to pay me, like we just said. Why would I rent out my one-bedroom condo for eighteen hundred a month if yeah. I can short-term rent it and bring in three thousand dollars a year or a month? Excuse me. So it just doesn't make you know sense. And that. And, I, mean, and, I think the only way that you would do it would be as if you, if you didn't want a property management company, you just wanted to simplify. Of like, look, here's the keys. I'm going to be back in a year. You can long-term rent it, but you need to take care sure. of the place. Oh yeah. If I didn't have a property management company, I, I would do long-term. Yeah. <laughs> it is a lot easier. It is a lot easier. Yeah. We'll say that your profits yeah. are greater. If you don't have to deal with the day-to-day -day, though, it's yep. phenomenal. Yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
you know, I've been talking a lot recently to a lot of people about businesses that are missing in certain markets. The reason being is we've had this influx of people come in, but with that, all these ancillary services, you know, such as storage, dry cleaning, these things. I mean, what are some of these services that you think are missing in the area? Because I think a lot of people that are looking to relocate want to start a business and work as well. So, I mean, what stuff would you think that they should be focusing on? Uh, storage, for sure. We actually yeah. have a shortage of storage. Yeah, actually, we have... Um, was, you know, we're building and we have all our furniture that's already arrived in country and two bodegas, two storage units. There's yep. nothing left, at least in the Mar Vista. I know for a fact that also at one down the road, they're, they're totally sold out. And yet yeah. people still keep coming here. So we definitely need that. Um, in terms of, well, we don't need dry cleaning because it's the beach. I don't think too many people are doing dry cleaning. Sure. <laughs> um, oh gosh, I also joke that it would be phenomenal to have a drive-through uh, car wash. That would be cool. That would be right. cool. I think it'd probably be expensive too. What about what about the kids, Becky? Because again, a lot of people are moving there with families. I mean, what stuff do you think that the children are missing? Well, you know, in Guanacaste, we actually obviously have beautiful weather. We have over 300 days of sunshine a year, but when it does rain, it rains and it would be nice to have more indoor activities for that. Yep. So, you know, I, I joke, but not really. It would be wonderful to have a jump park in some city things here you know, dare I say like Chuck E. Cheese or something, but yeah, you know, I, I, I get what you mean. Jose, I get what you mean. When I go to San Jose, my kids love that stuff. They love Chuck E. Yeah. Cheese. They love the jump parks. You know, um, obviously we have a plethora of outdoor activities here. We don't need help where that's concerned, but when it's raining, it would be nice. I mean, we do have, um, you know, we do have movie theaters now and we have, you know, restaurant, indoor restaurants as well, because everything, not everything, many things are open air. Yeah. Yeah, it would be yeah, I mean, nice to have those options. That's, I mean, I think that's great because again, a lot of people that are moving there are looking to to, to start a business. And I mean, there is, I, you know, as they say in, in, in here in Costa Rica, there's money in the street. You, know, you just need to pick it up. No, I'm telling you a jump park, some okay. sort of like recreation center, indoor center would be amazing, wow. truly. And it would stick. It would stick with the locals. It would stick with the foreigners. I really, truly believe that. Yeah. Well, my last question for you that I love to ask everyone, but I think I may already know the answer, but if you inherited $500,000 and had to invest it into a business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you invest it in, Becky? I think I'd buy another condo at the marina. There you go. There you go. That was easy. <laughs> no, but, but seriously, um, either land or, you know, a condo that you could just go right into that maybe is already in a rental pool where you already have rental income on the books. I think that's kind of a no brainer. The land yeah. is great because there's not a whole lot left and you can always land bank and not have to necessarily build right away and let the land appreciate over time. So sure. those would be, you know, my top two, obviously, you know, everybody has different needs, but I'm just speaking for myself personally. So. No, I think it's a question I always like to ask because everyone's perspective is different and viewpoint. And I think that, you know, that's what people have been said that listen to the podcast. Like, it's just great to get all these perspectives. Yeah. Um, so I'd invest in the, in the kids, in the kids park. In the jump that's park. that's, that's a do. great idea. I mean, it really yeah. is. But, well, Becky, thank you my very much again. Sure. My kids would as well. They often ask to go to the, it's Chuck E. Cheese and jump park as well. <laughs> we have the same kids. Exactly. So. We do. We do. Awesome. Well, anyway, Becky, I'll let you get on with your day. I really appreciate you taking the uh, time to uh, chat with me on the podcast. And anyone wants to contact Becky, I'll put all of her contact uh, details in the description and have a great day. Thank you so much. Th thanks oh, very much. It's a pleasure. Take Bye. care. Bye.
Hope you enjoyed that podcast there with Becky. It's always good to get an update from her uh, and also her perspective on areas, uh, you know, that, that are going to see development. I think she makes a great point, which is paved roads. You know, if anywhere that you can find property at the moment that does not have a paved road to it, you know, there could be huge potential. That being said, you know, they've been talking about paving roads in this country for years. And as I always say, until it actually happens, don't believe it. So, but I mean, it will happen. You know, I mean, it's incredible that the road to Hacienda Pania hasn't been paved with the amount of money that's gone into that place. Um, but, you know, every year they talk about paving that and then also then on to Avianas and also into Negra. I mean, they've got as far as the Bente uh, Siete Abril, the 27th of April down there. So, you know, I, it's, it's a matter of time. Um, but again, who knows how much time that's going to take. Remember, guys, if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can do info at Investing Costa Rica. That's info at Investing Costa Rica. Uh, as I said, I've got 15 minutes for everyone. Um, hope you have a great weekend, guys, and we'll uh, see you on the next podcast. Oh, 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 oh,